Yep. What is wrong with us? I don't know. Hey, everybody. Welcome. What? What? You guys try not We're trying. <laughs> Welcome to another. Comments from the peanut gallery. Oh, well, I can't afford peanuts. No. Uh, anyway. Hey, John D. Hey, Jared. Welcome back to another episode of Eat Chit and Dice. <laughs> Thank you. I feel really welcomed. Thank you for welcoming me. You're welcome. Today, we're going to talk about dexterity games. What you, are dexterity games? Well, you know what they are. Mostly, but I've I've noticed as as we were defining We should tell people. We should tell people games. what they are. As we were picking them, I realized there's a lot of games that people consider dexterity games that technically aren't really dexterity games. Well, let's... let's okay. A dexterity game is a game that you play with your hands. And use physics to like push stuff around, and fl- I'm doing things with my fingers here. You like flick stuff. You flick stuff, or you stack stuff, or you. I would consider like Jenga to be a dexterity um, yeah. type game. Yeah, that's like a mainstream style dexterity game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So balancing yeah. or flicking. Or... Do you consider Hungry Hungry Hippos to be a dexterity game? No. All right. Well, let's uh, let's play our theme music. Hit it. The first thing I want to talk about, I don't even care. Uh, Crokinole. You don't even care what? I just, I, yep, Crokinole. Crokinole. <laughs> What's Crokinole, Jared? Crokinole is a Canadian game or Amish game, depending on who you talk to. Um, it, it, it has some pegs and some holes and some rings, and you flick these little discs that are it's called It's a shuffleboard like game. Yes, it's like shuffleboard. In the round. Yes. And players take turns flicking discs. On a board to try to point score points by attaining um, spots in central regions of the board. The center is 20, and then outside of that, it's 15, then 10, and then 5. And so you take turns flicking your disc around. Um, you have a set number of them, 12 usually. And then the difference between how many points you score is how many points you score. So if I get 30 and you get 20, I scored 10 points. Yes. It's an all-time favorite. It's one of the only games that I think you could probably trick your grandma into playing. Um, and it has the one cheek rule, which is exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. It does. You, ha- you, you have to have at least one cheek on the seat whenever you yep. make your flicks. Yep. The board can't move and also the players can't move, but you can kind of wiggle around. Correct. Lean. Although if you play with children, you know, you can always fudge the rules a little bit. Well, you can do that with anything, though. Well, yeah. So there's a lot of places you can get crokinole boards. Um, probably the cheapest one I've ever seen is kind of the goofy uh, crokinole board. Those weird square ones? Well, it's not really... Well, yeah, those are really like old. the weird square carom boards? Yeah. Actually, I ran into one of those at uh, Goodwill a couple of years ago. It was super weird. But no, you can still Did get these... Did you buy these... it? Yes. Yes. It is hanging up in my friend Max's uh, apartment. Oh. But you, there's one. It's Why kind does of a, he have that? because he wanted it. Okay, he can have that. So, um, hey Max, he doesn't listen to podcasts. Well, he doesn't listen. He doesn't like podcasts. Oh, uh, okay. 
So you can get it's it's a two in one kind of game that you can get on Amazon, and I don't. Oh yeah, it has it's got checkers, checkers on uh, one yeah, side. It's those. it's kind. Of, I mean, it, that's a really cheap way yeah. to kind of get into. I think it's like a sixty dollar thing, and it can get you an idea if you like Crokinole. But I think the most accessible actual Crokinole board is probably the one that you can get with Mayday Games. Yes, if if you can manage to get one from them. Um, I don't know if they're, uh, they did a Kickstarter for them. Well, uh, I would assume any leftovers that they have, they would take to Gen Con or Origins with them. Well, they do sell it on their website. Oh, they have them. On, okay, cool. cool. Um, well, it says they're sold out right now. Oh, Johnny, you blew it. But <laughs> I love if you, if you listen really carefully, you can hear, you can hear Zelda breath of the wild being played <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Cause I just heard it through the, through the studio monitors here. The studio monitors, the yeah, right. Studio We're monitors. in my house. We're, We're in, in kitchen. my kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Well, but these, hopefully these in the future. Hopefully in the future, uh, Mayday will have the their really pretty crokinole boards available again at maydaygames.com. You can also get them from Mr. Crokinole. Yes. Also not a sponsor. Not, not a sponsor. No. None of these people but are sponsors. you can get them. Yes, and they're really cool. Um, if you ever make it out to a convention that is lucky enough to have some crokinole boards to play, take a minute to play. I know if you go to Origins, there's always a bunch yeah. of crokinole boards to play. There's a bunch of geek way. Uh, so definitely t- take a minute, or if you happen to walk past a Mayday Games booth and they've got it out, stop and, and take a look at it, because it's it's really fun, and it's it can be hung on your wall as storage, so it's kind of a really cool... like decoration when you're not playing uh johnny can i do something here live that you weren't prepared for go for it you could even say maybe you could watch a live stream uh on international tabletop day and view a crokinole game absolutely so we're going to be the segue that we planned but no we're going to be doing our very first live stream uh, on international tabletop day which is saturday april 29th um details coming more soon more soon details coming soon about the times we're going to be doing it but we will be uh, live streaming throughout the day from comic quest in evansville indiana for international tabletop day we will be playing a game by a local company that's called one night wizards which is a tabletop game designed to play in just one night Oh. oh, we're also going to be playing Castle Panic and giving away a copy. So if you're anywhere near Evansville, Indiana, you should come to Comic Quest and try to and enter in our contest to win a copy yep. of Castle Panic. It's a great game. And we will be playing Crokinole and talking to people about how tabletop gaming has changed your life. Uh, and since uh, I went ahead and jumped ahead here, um, there won't be an audio episode on time that week. Um, the April, what would that be? The April 26th episode? Correct. Will, will not be on time because we're going to be recording that. We're going to be recording the audio portion at International Tabletop Day. Uh, so the, uh, I don't know when it'll actually go up. I'll, I'll try to get it done that weekend as soon as possible, but uh, maybe Monday at the latest. So I know it's really going to be disappointing to all of our fans, but yeah, it's like going to be, five of you. it's going to be, that audio episode's going to be late, but um, we'll have a link to our youtube page on our website and we'll also tweet and keep you guys updated so if you are not following us on twitter you should because then you can see you can watch we can watch us play all these games and argue about things in castle panic and that'll most definitely happen 
I, I, uh, by then I will have played Castle Panic more. Yeah. But I, at this point, have only played the Star Trek Panic right, version, right. which is super hard. Well, it's it's right there. I'm pointing at it. You can't, you can't. I mean, you can see it, but yes, I can't. yes. Um. Wow, we really we got off track there. That's okay because while we're off track, we have a little bit of a sponsorship announcement. Oh yeah, did you figure out all the you got you got the information on that? So we should have. We, should we tell them at the end, more towards the closer yes, to the end? Listen to the whole podcast for details on how to get an awesome discount. Don't on even tell them any information about gaming it. accessories. Yeah, just just listen, listen to win. Uh, yes, and listen also you have to, to pay money to win, but. It's not really winning. Yeah, it's not really winning. It is getting a discount. <laughs> Listen to get a discount. So, Crokinole. Yeah. It always comes with a little box, a scoring box. Mm-hmm. Not like, always. Just, I think, only the Mayday one. Does only Mayday do I think that? So, I yeah. love the scoring box. It's really cool because it holds all of your croaks, which are the discs, mm-hmm. by the way. And it's got an ex- It's got a peg, and you move the peg for the points that you... That the, different people have earned now can i ask you a, con- a very controversial question absolutely on your mayday board yeah do the pegs fit in the hole correctly yes oh okay okay there was a problem with some of them i think we might have talked about that yeah we did talk about that i think that's why part of the one of the few reasons that they decided to do a new one i think i don't know mm, okay. okay i don't i don't know the details on that because i didn't I, I didn't back the new one because i already have one right. of their boards right but I really like it. Mine hangs on my wall yes, as mine's, a clock. Mine's hanging on the wall out there. I have a clock on mine. I do not. I do, and it's in my living room. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a Star Trek clock. Cause cause I'm cool like that. <laughs> yep, you heard it here first, folks. John D thinks she's cool. Well, but you know what is cool. All oh, right. are you going to talk about the scary clown? I game? am going to talk about oh. the the clown game. I don't like clowns. So there is what I would call a cult classic, very specifically the cult being uh, the people that go to Geekway to the West. There's a dexterity game called Pepino the Clown, where there's there's cards that have shapes and colors and stuff on them. And you, you flip a card over and then you have to stack this clown up and then you grab his head and put it on his body. And you say, my Pepino is ready. There are so many things wrong with that. <laughs> so many things wrong with that. Everything about the game is great. Everything about it is just disturbing and scary. <laughs> no, it's and so why good. is it only people at Geekway? Like, uh, you is know, it just a really old game? It's, or it, kind of, yeah. It's just hard to find. I've never seen a copy on eBay. Never seen a copy on eBay. Uh, I, I don't know. So it's just some incredibly creepy, obscure, <laughs> it's not creepy clown game. It is creepy. You <laughs> grab its head and put it on top of the stack, and then you're my Peppino is ready. I mean, well, don't say it that way. Yeah, I that feel way. like that's something. My Peppino is ready. Well, don't say it that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course it's that is just, weird. There are so many things weird and creepy no, about that. No, look. How about this at Geekway? How about this? I'm going to promise our listeners something. I'm going to promise our listener a, a, a thing at Geekway. I will film a video of Johnny playing Peppino oh. the Clown. Peppino oh. the Clown will be played at Geekway. Johnny will play it. I will film her saying, "My Peppino is ready." <laughs> I don't know if you'll be able to convince me to play it if there's a clown head that I have to like grab. <laughs> well, maybe maybe don't think of him as a clown. Maybe he's like a a funny looking mime. Mimes are even creepier. <laughs> 
Well, I don't know. I don't know how to help you with your with your problem there, but my Peppino is ready to move on to the next game. Well, I think that we should move on to games that aren't creepy and weird. So, Terror in Maple City, um, previously known as Rampage. Right. And it pretty much is Rampage, the game, only with meeples and monsters. The one thing that I don't like about that game is when you use your like laser breath power and have to like blow on the game. I don't enjoy that either <laughs> because one of a million things could happen. One, you could be a former smoker and you just don't have very much um, oomph behind your yeah. your dragon breath or whatever. Anyway, or more often than not, somebody at the table or everybody at the table is going to have some ranky breath. Yeah. And the whole whole of everybody now has to smell the ranky breath that you've just blown all. And usually a lot of people, if they're trying to blow really hard, they're going to like spit all over your game. Now, I can't remember if if Rampage is the one. I'm pretty sure it is where in the rules it says you have to be seated, even if that means in someone else's lap. Yes, it does say that, (laughs) which I think is really a kind of a funny rule because you better believe if that is a rule, I am going to find a way to go sit in somebody's lap and make a move. Make weird to sit in someone's (laughs) lap. Your husband is in that room right there. (laughs) Sit in someone's lap and make a move. I'm never playing that game with you. So, now that we've been talking about this game, Terror in Meeple City, form, also formerly known as Rampage, you you arrive in Meeple City, which is a gigantic, uh, fam, uh, famished, scaly. There's a. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to what? say that again. So there's a big old monster attacking, like rampaging Meeple City. Were you, saying, were you saying there's a famished, scaly monster? Is that what you were trying to? Yeah, a scaly skin monster scaly that's super monster. hungry. Yes, he's hungry and, and he's, he's famished. Yeah, and he's he's rampaging the city, or actually, you are that monster, right. and you're rampaging the city with, with your monster buddies, and you want to... You have to push, you have to, like, flick yourself to move. Yeah, like, you want to get... there's a round base, and then, like, a, a wooden monster meeple that sits yeah, on the round Yeah, and you base. take the meeple so you take off, the, yeah. you take the meeple off, and you flick your piece. Um, the meeple comes into, into play, like, uh, if you... If your piece like hits like the corner of a building or whatever, you have the option of like picking up your meeple and dropping yeah, it on the he building. Stomps on the building. Yeah, he like stomps on the building, and you want to eat as many people and pieces of concrete and pieces of building as you can. And you have like a gamer a game screen that looks like a monster, and you lose teeth mm-hmm. in the game, and it's yeah, really you gotta fun. Put the, the, you got to put the meeples <clears throat> in the belly. Yeah, and there's different colored meeples that represent different like. The the blue meeples are policemen or whatever. Yeah, and the, you can the toss gray vehicles. Ones are old people. You can you can pick up vehicles and and place them on your on your on your monster, and then you flick them off the yep. top of the monster. So it's a really fun dexterity game, and it's it's definitely a dexterity game because you're aiming, you're flicking, you're dropping. Pitch car, or car Bundy yeah. or whatever. I'm not whatever. a super. I'm not a super big fan of pitch car, and it's not that it's not fun. So pitch car for people mm. wondering if you can set up a it kind of kind of reminds me a little bit about of like the old Hot Wheels tracks that you could set up when well, you know, when you when you played with Hot Wheels. I, I would I mean, I don't disagree with you, but I think a closer approximation would be slot cars. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. I never played with slot cars, oh. so that didn't come to my mind at first. That's our generation. Yeah, so you set up um, a, a car 
racing track. Yeah. And you get your little um, discs that you flick when it's your turn to make it around the racetrack first. And there's usually, usually like uh, obstacles and stuff and you have to get around curves and you don't want to flick your car off the track. And it is actually a really fun game. My problem with it, which is my problem with a lot of dexterity games, I'm super lazy as we have definitely uh, established in other episodes. And there is way too much getting up and walking around in yeah. those games. I would much rather sit at a table and play a game. So pitch car just requires way too much work, but it is fun. I will wholly admit that it's fun. And I believe you're making your own special like Mario Kart version. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I've made some dice. Um, I did some graphic design work and uh, made some like uh, some, some character sheets of, uh, of what characters you could play. And it's the super Nintendo Mario Kart's based off that. Can um, I play as the princess? Yes, you can. The only change that I made was I took Donkey Kong Jr. and made him regular Donkey Kong because real talk. I'd rather play Donkey Kong than Donkey Kong Jr. No one has seen Donkey Kong Jr. in 20 years. No, that's not true. He was in he was in like Mario tennis for the GameCube. But let me ask you a question. What happened to Donkey Kong Jr.? See, because nothing. I got nothing. The Donkey Kong that's in Donkey Kong Country is the grandson of the Donkey Kong from like old school Donkey Kong, like the really? arcade. Yeah, because in the, the arcade one, there's Donkey Kong. But then Donkey Kong Country, it's the same Donkey Kong, but his name's Cranky Kong and he's the grandpa. So he had a son, Donkey Kong Jr., who was good at math. Donkey Kong Jr., who was good at math, had a son who loves bananas. And then where'd he go? Where's Donkey Kong Jr.? Where's the middle Kong? He used to wear a onesie with a big like J on it. He just rode um, his cart off into the distance, never to be seen from again. I have to say that never to be seen I from. did not follow the Kong family that closely. Well, uh, so <laughs> Diddy Kong and Dixie Kong are like they're cousins, but they're also in a relationship. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Uh, look, if you're if you are a Donkey Kong Country fan and I'm getting all this mythos wrong, I am so sorry. But at the same time, I'm not really sorry. But uh, you can you can tweet at us if I was incorrect about Donkey Kong because I would love to get some feedback on that. I would love to know where Donkey Kong Junior has gone. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, I am making a Mario Kart version of Pitch Car. So I think that's going to be fun um, when we get to do that. Yeah, I and mean technically I have the what I would consider to be the final rules. Um, I just have to glue some stuff and paint some stuff, but uh, all that's in the basement. Yeah. So. Pitch Car, Rampage, Terran Meeple City, Creepy Clown Game, Crokinole. These are all fun dexterity games. Oh my god, I'm not going to... I'm going to have nightmares about a clown with no head. (laughs) Technically, I guess he's a clown with no body. Or are you building headless clowns and then trying to shove some other clown's (laughs) head, some bodiless clown's head (laughs) onto the top of your... Headless clown. Look, I can't answer that question because <laughs> I don't know. But you know what I do know? What? I know that there's a dexterity game out there that you don't have to know how to be dexterous to play. Really? Yes. What game is that? It's called Chopstick Dexterity Mega Challenge 3000. I just want you to know. Did I get that right? Um. Yes. 
But I, I want you to know that the lead-ins that you're using for all of these oh, games they're are good, aren't they? super lame. <laughs> I mean, way lame. But yes, Chopstick Dexterity Mega Challenge 3000. I believe that it is... It's either supposed to be like a game show or there is a game show somewhat like that in China or probably, some probably Asian Korea. country, maybe Korea. I think the game came from Korea. But okay, so it pretty much sounds exactly like you would think. You Everybody uses chopsticks and there's a little tiny soy sauce bowl and it actually it's really... food safe. Is it really food yeah. safe? So it's a soy sauce bowl. Yeah, they had to. There was some kind of legal requirement that if... if because it a, looks like one. A company in China, like if the factory's making a soy sauce bowl, bowl uh, if the company is making a soy sauce bowl, it has to legally be one? I don't know. Oh, well, okay. So if you have this game, you can actually eat soy sauce out of I mean, you shouldn't. But, but not if you're going to keep playing the game with it. I mean, I guess you could. But so the, these little... I love hearing just swords sword fighting in the background yeah yeah so in the game there's like different shaped meeples that you put in the bowl and if i remember right cards come out to determine like what cards or discs or they're they're little chits it's been a little little round tokens and you flip them over you flip them over and then everybody goes into the bowl at the same time with their chopsticks trying to pull out the right meeple piece and the rules pretty much state that as long as it's in the bowl, there is no like actual rules. It just has to be. I think even if it falls, if it falls out of the bowl. Now I want to pull up the rules. Well, it's fine. We've, we've said wrong things before. So. We have. I mean, I will. It, it's a really fun game. And I mean, it's right there, but on the other side of that wall, on the other side of the wall. So uh, the. <sighs> I want to say the first time I played this, it was International Tabletop Day a couple of years ago. It was either that or our local game store actually does a really big gaming day. They call Game Day. Um, super original name. Yeah, actually, we, we they've been doing it since before Tabletop Day. Yes. So By like two years. Yep. And uh, we played Dexter- this Chopstick Dexterity Mega Challenge 3000. I just call it Chopstick 3000. I just call it the Chopstick Game. <laughs> So it was my husband and my best friend and myself and this other chick. And I don't even remember her name now. But we're playing this game and it was down to just my husband and my best friend. And there was like one piece they were all they were both going for. And Laura knew that she wouldn't be able to get that piece before Jeremy. So she held her chopsticks and just pushed down on the piece so he couldn't pick it up. And that is not against the rules. It's not. It's not. For so... some reason, it's not. <laughs> He couldn't pick the piece up because she basically had stabbed her chopsticks into it. And I somewhere have a video of this. And if I can find it, I will provide a link or upload it to our website so that it can be watched because it's pretty funny. That'll be interesting to someone. It's a really it's a fun game. Um, You will get lots of laughs when you play this game there. I mean, and if you get people that don't know how to use chopsticks, who cares? You can you make know, cheaters for them, or they can just do it. Yeah, I, like I, I've played it with my nephews and just made the cheater chopsticks for them. So, and I still beat them because I'm pretty good with my chopsticks. Wow, you beat a child at a at a at a game. <laughs> hey, good those job. kids beat me all the time <laughs> at board games. So don't even. <laughs> 
Um, I, I don't know if I should, should we just combine? I'm going to combine this. Um, flick them up and junk art are also two um, really quite phenomenal dexterity games. They're made by pretzel games. Uh, it seems like every year they're going to have a new uh, a new wooden dexterity game of some sort. So flick them up is like a cowboys and Indians game where to move you flick to shoot you flick to do anything you flick. So flick them up uh, just as its name would suggest. It's a, another flicking game. It's a pun on stick them up. Yes. In case you didn't get that. You can, you can duel. You can rob a bank. You set up like a little city with mm -hmm. when you play the game, which was the first thing that really pulled me into the game. It took me a long time to buy it because it's not a cheap game. No, it's but, not. But the components are... They're all wood. All wood. I believe there is a newer version that the There's components plastic are plastic. Yeah. But seriously, I'm, I'm if you don't that. have the game and you can get the, the one with the wood components... It is so 125% worth it. It's not $125. No, no. It's like 80 Yeah, something like that. 70 or 80 yeah. But it's totally worth it. And it's won a ton of Golden Geek Awards. Um, looking at the list, there's Most Innovative Board Game nom Nominee, uh, Best Thematic Board Game, Best Party Board Game, Best Family Board Game, and Best board game, artwork, and presentation. It was nominated for all of those wow. in 2015. Well, see, there you go. It's, a, it's not just me that thinks it's a good game. It really is. And, it, and it's thematically really solid. And you can play it with all ages. I mean, if you play it with younger kids, you're going to end up with pieces oh, flying across get, the yeah, room. But, they're going to get flicked. But it's really fun. Um, the game plays anywhere from two to six people, although it really plays best at four people. I mean, I have played it with a much higher than recommended. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> played it with much higher than the recommended number. It comes in a nice, like, wood box, yeah, even. Like a crate. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just, if you haven't played the game, play it and buy it. Definitely. There's, a, there's an expansion that adds horses, and to shoot someone off a horse, there's like a little ramp you have to shoot off of. Oh, I haven't played that version. Oh, yeah, yeah. That sounds really fun. Yeah, so it, it's... The main game comes with some cowboys and some robbers. Um, the expansion adds Indians. I, I, I look, guys. Here's the thing. I know that that's culturally insensitive to call them Indians, but cowboys and Indians is a thing. I realize native peoples is what we're supposed to call them, but oh, whoa, whoa, not them. Sorry, everybody. Just social justice warriors. Please put your pitchforks down. So anyway, in in flick 'em up, you can you can be an outlaw and rob banks. Um, you can attack innocent bystanders or you can become the sheriff and like try to protect the people. I almost always want to be a bad guy and do all the bad stuff because that's just what I do in all the games. Yeah. I think there was legitimately some controversy about the, the cowboys and Indians thing, but, but it's yeah, the, the same people, people can't see me rolling my eyes. Right. It's probably the same people mad about the Caitlyn Jenner commercial. Um, no, I was going to say it's the same people that are mad about the the genies or whatever. Oh, the, the slaves in Five Tribes. Oh, uh, okay. I just went to the Caitlyn Jenner commercial because that's been all over the news this week. And okay. I, I, don't, I don't even don't, know what that means. Something it. about Pepsi, I know, but I don't know. Yeah, it was a Pepsi commercial. Well, let's not talk about Pepsi commercials. Let's talk about Ice Cool. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Ugh. 
You irritate me. You love what was game. the other game that you were going to talk about? Oh, Junk Art. Yeah. Well, you skipped right over Junk Art. If you're interested in Junk Art. What is Junk Art? I haven't played it. I actually just saw it on the game shelf very recently. I thought it was a new game. No, it's, it's sort of similar to Build Up. Okay. You just kind of... You build things? Yeah. You got a bunch of pieces of like random wooden shapes and you just shove them together. Okay. Like that. And now does it have like a player elimination in it or... Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. I could be... I'm Not that I'm aware of. Well... Not when they demoed it to me. Where did you play the demo? Oh, at Gen Con, at their booth. Well, who is they? Pretzel Games. Oh, right, because we already had that conversation. <laughs> Duh! So, yeah, it looks like Junk Art came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. They will probably have something for, for Gen Con this year. Okay, so I guess the theme of the game is that everybody has junk with which they're supposed to be making art out of. Yeah. It's a bunch of random pieces of wood. I mean, it's like shapes that have been cut. It's not just like the factory went and said, let's smash up some wood and throw it in a box. I'm just saying that the the, the story of the game, which I like when there's a story to the theme or whatever. The story is that you're an artist and you're trying to make trash art. Yeah. So. Or junk art. Yeah, I like the term trash art. But anyway, yeah. Um. This it was also nominated for best party game and best family board game. Oh yeah, in twenty sixteen. So Pretzel Games was on a roll in twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen. Yep. So maybe in twenty seventeen they'll go for a triple. Now the nominated or won? just nominated. Oh, come just on, guys, nominated. hang in there. You can do it. I believe in you. Put out that. Uh... So every year at Gen Con they have like a g- gianter version. Of flick them up, and every year I say, "Hey, if you guys put this out, I'd buy it. Maybe one day they'll do it. Maybe they'll put out the deluxe edition that'll cost like three hundred dollars. But you know what? There's a sucker born every second, and I wasn't born a second ago. <laughs> Something like that. How's Something. that? I didn't well, fall off the truck yesterday. I fell off it today. Yeah, you would buy it. <laughs> well, kind of like I know somebody that would buy the giant version of King of Tokyo if yeah. it were available." So, you know, the Calliope Games um, was supposed to put out like uh, a Masterworks version of Suro a few years ago, and I'm still waiting on it. I'll, I will absolutely buy it if it actually comes out. I think that game is so super boring. Oh, well, I'll play it because I'm not it's not like a game that it, it, in my mind, maybe this is why I'm terrible at it, because I, I just can't, I don't put enough thought into right. it. Uh my nephews really like playing it, although I hate, I don't like Sorrow of the Seas with the sea monsters mm-hmm. because it seems like every time I play, the sea monster comes and eats me in like my third turn. Well, yeah, that's the point. It's not supposed to last long. It's supposed to take like 10 minutes to play the game. Yeah. So. It's a pretty game, but I think it's super boring. Uh, you know, there's another game. I'm, I'm doing this transition again. There's another game. I know. Your transitions that, are so super late. There's another game that your nephews like to play a lot that's a dexterity game. What's Ice that one cool? called? Yes, they do like Ice Cool. Uh, it's a penguin game. Yes. Which I originally, it took me a long time to get this game after it came out because I kept trying to order it through my local store and they either were forgetting to order it or uh, it wasn't coming in or whatever. So I didn't actually get it. I was trying to get it as a Christmas present for my nephew. It's it's a, the game, the, the box that the game comes in is part of the game. It's There's got, boxes in boxes. Yeah. And you take you put all the boxes together Was to make the board. Boxes? I 
think so. And there's even like little fish meeples that clip yeah, the boxes to together, together. Yeah. <laughs> which I just thought was adorable. And the, the penguins are like, do you, do you remember weebles? Weebles wobble, but they don't yeah. fall down. Yeah. Yeah, they're totally weebles. They 100% are weebles. Yeah, and but they're adorable. I'm a sucker for cute meeples. And, you know, you got the little fish, and you got the weebly, wobbly. Timey-wimey. Timey, yeah, weebly, wobbly, timey-wimey. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. They aren't wearing bow ties. What about, are they wearing fezzes? <laughs> no, but no, I kind of want to make little fezzes for, for my <laughs> for my weeble penguin. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> But it's it's another flicking game, and well, but this one's more about like not really flicking so much as doing that thing that you can do with where you you just like slide your finger off so they'll curve. Yeah, I don't really know how to describe that. It's like a weird dexterity thing where you 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 want to curve the penguin around a corner, so you kind of got to give it a spin when you flick it. Kinda, I mean, they call it a flicking game. It's de- yeah. it's. It's described as a flicking game, um, and it's up. the the, pen, the penguins are supposed to be like young penguins, and they've been they're hungry and it's lunchtime and they're racing to get the fish. So again, I like I like the stories with themes, and they're trying to avoid the hall monitor. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. They're at school. They're like little penguins. penguins don't school. go to school. They live in icebergs. Well, whatever. They live in Madagascar. They don't have, they don't have penguin schools in Madagascar. Well, these penguins are in school, and the penguins. Should I just say more wrong things? They gotta fight polar bears. Uh, anyway, I believe that one of the players each round is the hall monitor. If I remember right, you know, I'm looking at. Let's see. Each day, one of the penguins is designated to watch over the school, and this is his moment to shine. That means yes. Yes. For each rascal penguin he catches, he would get additional fish. So, it's 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 considered a children's game, but I would say... But like any good children's game... Adults would enjoy it, too. Definitely. It's like a 20-minute game. If you, mm-hmm. Once you know how to play it, the first time you play it, it'll probably be more like 30 or 40 minutes. And if you're playing with children, it'll be like five hours. Well, <laughs> if you're playing with children or with me, yeah, yeah. So, and it's a it's a two to four player game. Seriously, get it just for the Weebly Penguins. Um, I believe there's some promo penguins that were in. Hmm, there were some kind of promo for something, so you could even get more penguins. If if I knew what it was, what what it was, I don't know. Well, something I don't know is what Sorry Sliders is, but I know that you play it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I do. So, talking uh, about lame transitions. You know, so here's the thing about Sorry Sliders, right? Um, I have had several dreams where I've been at a thrift store and I found a copy of Sorry Sliders. Oh my God. <laughs> I, oh. I will say, I will go, I'm going to go on record and say this. Anytime I find a copy of Sorry Sliders for less than $8... I'll buy it. So, Jared, how many copies of Sorry Sliders do you own? I think six. Wow. <laughs> is there is there a reason for owning so many copies of Sorry Sliders? Um, well, if you went somewhere and, say, Goodwill, and you found a copy of Sorry Sliders for $2, would you buy it? 
Not if I already had six copies. What if you only had five copies? (laughs) I probably still would not buy it. (laughs) Did you know that there's a Disney Pixar Cars? Yes, there is. Cars 2. Yes. I do know that. I 100% do know that there's a Cars 2 version. Do you own a Cars 2 version? I don't have that one. No. Do you want to own a Cars 2 version? I don't know. Sort of, but not enough that. I mean, if someone gives me one, sure. So is Sorry Sliders related to the game Sorry? No, not really at all. Um, it uses, it, it has plastic pieces like from Sorry, but... Like the little um, original idea of a game meeple? Yeah, like the, those weird little pawns. Um, they have little ball bearings in them and you, you flick them down the track. There's a couple of different game modes. One game mode is kind of like the Sorry board game, but not really... I don't know. It's it's really weird. I'm going to look it up on it's BGG. It's not really like the board game. It's not related to it at all. I think it's just a case of bad marketing. Oh, yeah, but... because it says this is a new twist on the Sorry franchise yeah. with four different exciting ways to play. Are they exciting? Uh, Well, I have bought six copies of Sorry <laughs> Sliders, true. so it there's, must be pretty there's exciting. There's Race for Home. Yep. Instant Home. Yep. Instant Sorry. Sure. And Danger Dots. Oh, Danger Dots is the one where there's holes in the board and you can fall off. Oh, okay. Um, I think, what was the first one? Race, Race for, home? for Home? I think that's the one that's similar to the, the normal board game. Okay. And it, the, it says you slide, collide, and score to win. Yep. Just like in real life. Well, yeah. You could say that. So, sorry, Sliders. Yep. And Jared owns six copies. So It may be five. I don't, I don't if know. If you're looking for a copy of Sorry, Sliders, sorry. You can't get it because Jared has them all. <laughs> it's, you know, that's there's nothing wrong with owning multiple copies. So you it's can a put Parker it Brothers, I believe. I, uh, I'm guessing Parker Brothers game. Probably, probably. Um, I want to talk about. I wrote Lumberjack Attack. Talk, talk, talk. But it's <laughs> it's, it's not ever no, been called Lumberjack it Attack. It hasn't. Hey, Mayday Games, if you're listening, I got a new idea. How about you reissue TikTok Woodman? It's not ever been called TikTok. It's Talk Talk. Talk Talk Woodman? Whatever. Look, just make it again, release it again, but call it Lumberjack Attack because I don't know why it hasn't been called that. I think there's, what, there's four versions of it now. There's the original Korean version you can get. There's Talk Talk Woodman. Talk Talk Woodman. Click Click, Clack Lumberjack. Lumberjack. And Bling 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 Gemstone. Bling Bling? Bling Bling? Bling Bling. No, it's Bling Bling. Bling Bling. Bling. (laughs) What is Bling (laughs) Bling? Bling bong. Bing bong. Okay. So talk talk woodman. Um, you're a lumberjack and you have an axe and there's a tree with bark on it, and you're tapping at the tree to try to get the bark off without actually chopping down the tree. Yes, you get points for the bark. But negative points for the core. Yeah. Um, it's a really short game. The original Korean rules had like a die rolled something. I don't remember what they were at this point, but um, um, it's it really quite is. Different. You can play it with younger children, although the younger the child, the faster the game is going to end. Yes, because they will knock it all they over. Will. I was really surprised the first time I played this with my younger nephew, Henry. He was about four, and I, I sincerely thought the first time he had a turn that he was just going to 
just whack, whack it. right into the side of the oh, tree and it was going to go do. flying. But I he usually didn't. try to hit it as hard as I can. I was can. actually really, really impressed because he took the cues from watching the rest of us play and was doing really good about just kind of tapping at it. And um, I think above many of the other dexterity games, this one is really good to work with kids on dexterity because they really get to see an immediate um, reaction to their move. Uh-huh. So it's not, I, I will say I've demoed this game a lot. And so because of that, it's not my favorite game because I've done a lot of playing Rebuilding pick up the tree. Yeah, playing pick up the tree. Yeah. So that's probably why it's not my favorite game in the whole world. But I will say it is really a fantastic game and it's a great family game to play. And I've been told, not that I will condone drinking, but I've been told that many people have turned it into a drinking game and they call it Shot Shot Lumberjack. Well, I don't know about that, but I do know about playing Animal Upon Animal as a drinking game. Was that a better transition for you? It was, but I wasn't done talking about that <laughs> Lumberjack game. Oh, oh, sorry. What what more do you have to say about Lumberjack well, Attack? Talk, talk, talk. I, uh, my friend Max and I had this, what we at the time thought was a cool idea. Back whenever zombies were still the big rage yeah. in games, we thought it would be fun to have at, uh, the tree only have it look like a zombie foot, and it'd be like hack, hack, zombie foot. Oh, okay. Maybe that'd be fun. Okay. Well, well, just knock something off this mic stand. Whoops. Jared's breaking things. Well, they're my things. I'm allowed to break But anyway, them. that was a really good um, transition that you used, and then I yeah. went backwards. Animal upon animal. It's animal. definitely a child's game. It's made by Haba. You roll a die, and it tells you what to do. You've got a bunch of wooden animal meeples, and you stack them up, and if you knock them over, you take a shot. The meeples are really cute, too. They are. So. There's like a really cute alligator. There's some promo ones, too. Like, there's a pig. Oh, the pig doesn't come with the game? No, I think you have to get that from the Gen Con or Essen or whatever, wherever. I I got mine at Origins, maybe? Gen Con? I don't know. It was the first year that they were at that con, whichever con it was. I don't know. I Probably Origins. I think I was with you when you got it. But there's there's several different versions. There's Crest Climbers. There's Uh, a card one. There's a card one, but it's not the same. It wouldn't be a dexterity game. Um, There's one that has like you spin it and i don't understand that one um i played the original like i think german language version of that and um i did not know what was happening so when it was released in america i did not buy that one but i have crest climbers i have the normal version i have the 10th anniversary 10 which is exactly the same i don't know why i bought it because you're you and it said 10th anniversary and you were like "Ooh, ooh, animal plot animal um, also, I want to clarify something that I said earlier. It's not in the rules that you take a shot. That's just... Oh, no, <laughs> because it is definitely a children's game. Actually, all of the games you that Haba makes... You didn't react to that at all. No, I didn't. Um, all Because <laughs> I thought you were talking about the adult shot game version of it. Nope. Um, I mean, I was, but... <laughs> it's all of the games Drink that Haba makes please. are children's games, but... Most children's games can probably very easily be turned into adult drinking games. I so. also really like Rhino Hero. It's another game that they make. That's it's sort it's it's a dexterity game. I would consider it a dexterity. I've game. not played Rhino Hero, but I think that my best friend has it to play with her kids, if I'm not mistaken. You know, as I'm looking, as I'm looking at all the different dexterity games that I like or that other people say they like, I'm noticing that Mayday Games makes a lot 
of dexterity yeah. games and you know they make a lot of family games and i guess dexterity games really do fall well into that genre but garbage day is also it is a dexterity yeah, it's game. a card stacking game yeah really. and and i thought about that because when i said something about the card version of animal upon animal and then i was like well it's cards it wouldn't be dexterity and i was like well yeah there's garbage day and i'm actually part of the game it comes in a garbage can and the garbage can that it comes in is actually part of the game because you have to stack the cards on top of it without them falling down. And um, I have to admit, when it first came out, I was like, seriously, they have a, they're, they're, they're doing a, a game about garbage. Well, but hey, you know, it's no lemonade stand. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that game at all. But yeah, um, garbage day is really fun, though. And I, I recommend it. It's it's really easy to play. It's not a lot. A lot of the dexterity games that we've been talking about, you really could easily play with like kids about age five or six up. Garbage Day, you kind of have. They have to be at least a little bit older because they really need to be able to read, um, so they can read the various cards. There's a there's two other games on here that also I would suggest not necessarily trying to play with children. Um, Dungeon Fighter. Dungeon Fighter and Catacombs, yeah. Now, tell me about those. I've not played either one of those. So, they're fantasy role-playing game style dexterity games. Uh, Dungeon Fighter, you've got some dice. You have to throw. So, it matters what side of the die it rolls and okay. also the location of it on the board. Okay. Um, there's There were some mini expansions that came out that added spells. Like, you might have to flick a die through a, a flaming hoop. Not literally on fire, but like... In game, that's how you're casting a fire spell. Um, there's uh, there's one for water spells as well. Um, but the board is like a it's like a target with some crossbones, and um, it's got holes and numbers, and that's how you fight. You, okay. You, you gotta kind of throw the die, and I think the tagline is like, "Can you defeat the monster while throwing the dice under your legs?" <laughs> Something like that. Uh, Catacombs <laughs> is more of a traditional flicking style dexterity game. Um, but it's the same kind of idea. You're fighting monsters, but um, you, you, you're flicking croak discs. Okay. Um, and that one was on Kickstarter for doing a reprint. Uh, I I ordered it. Uh, I've played the third edition, but um, when I played it, it was long out of print. Uh, so they did a Kickstarter to reprint it, and I backed it. Have you gotten it yet? No, not yet. I believe it should be soonish, though. Maybe they're going for around Gen Con release. Or Essen. It's a European company, I believe. So it's called like Ezra Games. Okay. Better better than Ezra? I don't know. It's not, <laughs> think, that's a band. Yeah. It's Elzra, Elzra Games. Okay. And Schwercraft Verlag. Mm. Whoa. John D. Do me a favor. <laughs> don't ever try to don't ever try to pronounce German things ever again. That was please. not bad. <laughs> At least I didn't say Schwercraft. Oh, I mean, boy. I know that the W is a V. Uh, yep. Okay. You, you got it. Because I like, yeah. You got it. Whatever. You got it. Um, well, I also want to talk about, there's a really strange dexterity game that I have that has like a plastic ping pong ball that has sand in it. Um, there's there's two. Uh, Roadsters with a Z and a bicycle but spelled like a weird way, like like the German way. <laughs> I don't think um, that's the German way. It's, it's not. Bicycle. It's not. <laughs> It's not, but um, you have to do that same weird, like backwards flicking motion. Like I can't show people in podcasts, but you know, like 
if you do this when you do this so that it like comes back you're putting a backspin on it you're putting a backspin on it yeah yeah um that's kind of how you play that and it's weird because you could get i don't bicycle, think they make these anymore bicycle but, i want to ride my bicycle i want to ride my bike I'm sorry, Jared's giving me a terrible... I couldn't help when we're talking about bicycles and the song popped in my head. Um, there's also like a sticky version of the ball to give it more traction. It's really strange. I've been meaning to hunt down more pieces of it because it's It reminds it's out of me print. a little bit of Pitch Car just to look it at it at first glance. It is very similar to Pitch Car. It is very similar to Pitch Car. The, the pieces are not compatible, but it is very, very similar to Pitch Car. Just with a ball. Huh. Interesting. Okay. And you have pieces of it, but you don't have like a full. Um, so I ended up getting a copy of Bicycle or Roadsters. I don't remember which one I have. Bicycle, I think. I got it in a trade. And the one that I got had parts. It, it's a full game, but like whoever whoever had it obviously had both. And they just mixed them on the box. Um, oh, okay. So I have some. They're the same pieces. Just the bicycle one had different lines on it. it it's irrelevant. Oh, so it kind of looks weird, though. Yeah. I just want okay. more of it because I really like it. And if you buy more of it, you can make more tracks. Right. Because I've seen, like, the giant tracks that you like to put together with your um, amazing amount of pitch car stuff. Yes. So. I have quite a bit of pitch car. <laughs> you really do. Quite a bit. I mean, you need, like, a semi-truck to take it anywhere. No. just a, just It's just it takes up the majority of the backseat of my car. Uh, yeah. That's um, fine. <laughs> so I've talked about a little bit about Build Up. Yeah. Um, it's a game that I discovered at SaltCon. Yes. And apparently you'd played it before, maybe at Geekway. I don't know if it was Geekway. It might have been. At, I don't know. Um, the guy that makes it, he's super nice guy. Um, he used to make it. Let's see. I'm trying to see. It's from. It's a self-published game. Azure House Games. Yeah, he just um, made them in his garage, right? Yeah. He used to make it, like, literally in his wood shop. And I apparently, you know, fairly recently was able to find somebody that could produce it for him at at a cost-efficient price. Because it's all wood blocks that are different colors. And so it, it was harder for him to find a place to get it manufactured. But... It's, it's literally a stacking game, I guess, kind of like what you were saying junk art is. Yes, it's very similar to junk art, yeah, but different. Right. And this one, you you have cards, and you play the cards to stack a piece. So you can't, st- you can't just pick a piece and right. stack it. You have to have a card to do that. And the cards also determine points. So even when you knock down the stack, the game isn't necessarily over. And I think I said that in a previous episode that I yes, liked the fact. Yes, we talked about that one. Yeah. So it's it's a fun little game. It's got some... I played it with my nephews not too long ago. And the rules that it comes with are like... It's like a tiny little page of rules. So it's there's not a lot of rules. And I feel like there's some issues. It doesn't say if you ever are supposed to shuffle the cards. Um. So if if you knock down the stack... The last person to, to stack something without it falling down are supposed to take the cards in the discard pile. Sure. So I don't know if it never really specifies if the game is necessarily over if you get to a point where there's no more cards. Well, I think it's like with any game, you can just decide when to stop playing. I mean, not any game. Well, I mean, you're supposed to play until somebody gets 30 points. Well, then there you go. But the problem that we ran into when we were playing it, because we were playing a three player game, was that... 
people didn't have cards. But then if you try to do the whole reshuffling thing, then you end up with cards for things that are that are in the stack. Right. So I felt like there were a few rules issues with it, but overall it's still a pretty fun game. Regardless of the rules issues. So, you know, if you get a chance to pick it up, you can get it on, on Amazon. Um you can buy it directly from his website. I think we've talked we yeah. talked about where you can get yeah. it. You listen to one of our previous episodes to find that out. The episode after when Johnny came back from Solcon. Yeah. Um I think I've only got one left on here. Lift it. Which is traditionally just says lift it deluxe on the box, I think. Oh my gosh. But that's the so, one that we couldn't think of that one time where you wear the headband and the crane. Yes. And I remember I didn't get to play it, but I kept seeing people at Gen Con. Everybody was playing this game where they had this crane on their head. And I was like, what is this crane game? And I mean, it looks ridiculous I mean, and it's, fun. It's definitely a, it's an outlier here on the dexterity game list because you, you're not using your you're not flicking anything. You're not pushing things around with your hands. You're wearing a thing on your head. Yeah, but you're trying to like pick things up with that thing that's hanging off. Yes. Your head. Yes. So that's still it still takes a lot of coordination to be able to do that. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not saying it's easy or anything like that, but. And I think any I think a dexterity game. In my opinion, the, the base definition definition is does the game take some amount of coordination? If it does, uh-huh. then I would I would put it fairly into a dexterity game genre. Um, Actually, Loop and Louie should be on this list, but I don't know if it really counts. Uh, anyway, uh, Kickstarter. Kickstarter? Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, Kickstarter. I've actually backed some things on Kickstarter lately, and I solely... I had broken the Kickstarter habit for a couple of years... And now I'm back on the stupid Kickstarter drug, and it is all your fault. You are my drug um, encourager. Dealer, I think is what those are Well, no, you're not actually dealing it. You're just (laughs) encouraging me to continue doing it. Uh, I'm enabling you. Yes, you're an enabler. No, but um, so there's there's an actual a card dexterity game. Oh, yes. Up on Kickstarter right now. And it's, it's really interesting. It has really weird art. It, oh my god, the art is super cool and just so incredibly weird. The game is called Floor War. F- floor? floor? Floor War. It is vampires versus unicorns. Is the floor lava? No, I don't think so. Okay, I don't know why it's called that. Oh, wait, I know why it's called that. Because, because you're throwing the cards throwing and dropping them. Yeah, so there's like tiles. Like there's there's 14 tiles, like um, there are seven and three quarters, um, two millimeter laminated chipboard tiles. So give, they're pretty give me big a, give me size. A frame of reference here. How, what what is that in real measurements? Um, like three quarters on my computer screen. Oh, that's pretty big. So uh, these these tiles would be set up in front of each of the two players, and you either play as the unicorns or the vampires. And the vampires seem to be wearing armor that the Black Knight from Monty Python wears. No, they're like this one. You, this one is wearing like a suit. Well, sc- scroll down. Scroll down. There's one that's riding on a rainbow unicorn or something. And he's got a. I don't know. I looked at the page, but I don't remember. But he's wearing like the the Black Knight. Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I think that's a unicorn. Yep. It does look like that. The art is super, just really cool and weird. Super weird. Super weird. Um, you know, I can't, I can't emphasize how weird the art is. But we can link you to it. And it's, I really like it. Um, 
I, I the only reason I haven't backed it yet is because the price point is just above the price where I just feel super comfortable paying for just a dexterity game, I guess. Um, it's I believe thirty six dollars is the lowest to actually get the game. Oh, and th- which, it's thirty five dollars your limit. No, I feel I don't know. Like I feel like if it was thirty bucks, I would have just already said, you know, here take my money. Sure. But at thirty five, thirty six, I'm just like, okay, remind me, and I'll keep. I'm probably gonna end up backing it because the mainly the art, but you throw the, these cards. And the different cards give you different abilities, so that whatever cards you're throwing lets you do different things. And you're trying to eliminate the tiles from either side of the, of, of of the game. Okay. So it looks pretty fun. And you said you compared it to Flower Flowerfall. Okay, I'm not familiar Which, with that one. I don't even know if it's, I have no idea if that game even still exists. I have a copy of it. Um, it's made by. Oh boy. Uh, some company. Uh, so as, it's made as, by Asmodee? some company, not Asmodee. Um, Flowerfall. Flowerfall. Yep. Is, is Asmodee? Yes, it is by Asmodee Games. Okay. Okay. Well, they still exist as a publisher. They do. So, although if I was Asmodee, I would immediately buy them up. Hmm. Be like, hey, you guys basically have our name anyway, with some different vowels. Well, it's spelled completely differently, too. Well, yeah. Because Asmodee looks like Asmodee. Yeah, that's how you were saying it. A long time ago, I think Mm. it was how I was saying it. Um, Well, the one thing that I want to talk about that's on Kickstarter right now that everybody's talking about Uh, is the... Rising Sun? No, I I don't back Cool Mini or not anymore. Uh, No, Gloomhaven reprint is live. Yeah, I don't understand that. Well, as a backer to the original project... Um, all I'm going to do is get the new rule book and the new like promo pieces. But I think it's really good for people that, you know, missed the game. Uh, and it'll definitely bring down, it's going to make a lot of rescale resellers and scalpers real upset because there are people selling this game for like $800, thousand. I know. Well, see, here's the, here's the thing that there are stores, physical local game stores that are selling this game for 500, $600. Here's the thing that's bothering me about the Gloomhaven kickstarter mm-hmm. so the fact that kickstarter doesn't let you run a project for a it reprint? is against rules <laughs> to run a project for something that already exists it has mm-hmm. to be something new or at least improved and this the the kickstarter claims it's get the improved version of gloomhaven but i believe they're not changing anything are they uh, they changed the rule book and it comes with some new like health point dials so that's it yeah basically the rule book changed like a few sentences fixed ty- typos so i just i just don't fully understand yeah i don't either i don't pretend to but i am i'm backing it for the solo missions and the rule book and the new health dials well they've got almost seventeen thousand backers and they've still have billion dollars they're at 1.5 million right now um i don't understand is the game never gonna go retail uh it might now because honestly there may be enough now in this print run the original print run there was not very many i mean okay i have to say i want the game but i don't think i wanted enough to back a kickstarter that is blatantly against kickstarter rules and it kind of irritates me (laughs) well the 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 one singular guy that runs that company um isaac childress something like that yes i um, believe that's correct he's doing a fantastic job he is and he's done a good job of putting together 
really solid game, a really good Kickstarter both times. He handled the distribution himself. I mean, he used Amazon and there were some issues, but he solved all those issues. As far as I know, every single person that's a backer is pretty happy with what they got. Well, I mean, it's it's ranked number nine overall on BoardGameGeek. So it's a solid game. And like I said, I want it. And we will talk about Gloomhaven more when we talk about legacy games. Yeah. yeah. Legacy and campaign style games. And I, you know, like I said, I want it. It just, the whole, some like eking past Kickstarter rules kind of irritates me. And so that's what's making me hesitate. I'll admit it. Sure. But yeah, it's a super solid game and it's super worth getting. So if I stop being a grouch, I'll end up backing it. And if I don't, I'm definitely going to get to play it oh, because yeah. you have it. Have our it. friend Larry has, it. Larry has it. I think our friend John is backing it. Mm, he probably is. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to get to play the game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then you won't have to spend $40 billion to get your own copy. Right. I, I have no idea how much it, I mean, it's, I think less in this Kickstarter than it was in the first Kickstarter. Maybe it's the same price. I, mean, I, I think don't it's know. the same price, but I don't know. it's $100. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, $99 mm-hmm. in order to get the game. I don't know. I, I feel like I paid more, but that might have been, oh, I know why. Well, that does I not. I added on miniatures. Well, and that the $99 does not include shipping, right. which is another thing that kind of bugs me with Kickstarters. Really makes me mad that when they don't include the sh- shipping in whatever price you're paying, mm-hmm. just include the dang shipping. Because honestly, I don't ask me for more money later. So that's another reason why. I, I'm a gr- Maybe I'm a Kickstarter grouch. Maybe. Maybe. But uh you have a recipe we have a recipe this time guys we do we're kind of so i know this has been a main a main complaint um, it's, it's a major complaint meaning my husband has complained about it he's like well i thought you guys were gonna talk about food that's a really good impression of him <laughs> we could get him we could get him to come in here and say that and then no one would be able to tell the difference all, all right here here he is say 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 what she just said well, i thought you guys were gonna talk about food wow <laughs> so amazing thank you thanks so, for coming in now go back to playing zelda <laughs> so, yeah. so we're talking about dexterity games which is a lot of stacking or whatever so i thought that i would share a recipe for old-fashioned stack cake i think this is the the dumbest and best idea you've ever had thank you i think <laughs> so stack cake actually has a story behind it it has like a little historical thing with it so Cakes back in the olden days. What do you mean by that? Like like in the the, 1940s? No, like in the 1800s and such. Cakes were really expensive. So whenever a small town would have like a barn dance or whatever, everybody in the town would just make this one layer. It it kind of looks, it's kind of like the thickness of a pancake. Why didn't they just... Everybody would make one layer of the cake and they'd bring it and then they would stack using um like a uh using like icing or usually apple butter in between the different layers and then oh they would God, get this not a cake it is a layer cake <laughs> well it, it it's, it's called a stack cake and look i love apple butter more than any singular human being should but that's not a cake that's pancakes with apple butter well, no, because it's it's cake. It's all right. I'll shut up. Just talk about your recipe. I'll shut up. So the so batter, upset. the batter is um some is kind of a mixture. It, it's somewhere between a cake batter or a cookie dough like consistency, and you cook it in cake pans. But it's a really it's it's much thinner than a regular layer of cake. And when you usually make I don't know like six layers. And you put apple butter in between the layers. Or if you don't like apple butter, you can use like apricot butter or 
Any, or you can just use apple butter because it's the best thing. Apple butter is so good. And the, and the and the and the piece the cake itself is kind of a spice cake. Um, not necessarily it's not gingerbread because gingerbread is yuck, but it's a little bit of a spice cake. And then you put powdered sugar on the top. And that is an old fashioned stack cake. So I'm gonna share a recipe for an old fashioned stack cake. Great. You can look at that on our website. Yes. Or in the episode links or whatever. Yes. Uh, and I want to encourage you to make it. And you can tweet pictures of it at us. Yes. Nobody's done that yet. No. But you can be the first. Do it. We'll, um, re- we'll retweet it or whatever. Post it on Instagram. We'll re... Can you retweet on Instagram? Sort of, yes. You just add it to your... You, well, like there's a, a there's another app that you can use. It's called Repost, and I do use it. Lots of companies and people use it, okay. and you use Repost to um, retweet or repost things. Okay, sure. So, sure. Uh, well, that's a perfect segue to talk about our social media accounts. You can like us, uh, follow us, subscribe to us uh, on Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube. Well, yeah, YouTube too. Yeah, we're. Um, on, I mean, we haven't done anything on YouTube yet, but that's coming on April 29th, yes. International Tabletop yes. Day. Yes. So it would mean a lot to us if you guys would do all of those things that I just said. And you could even become a part of our conversation because oftentimes we'll post questions on our various social media, and you can become a part of the conversation. Yeah. You could act like you're one of us. Um, one I, of us. One of us. Google. 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 One of us. One of us. Uh, I also want to remind you, in case you skip this part, uh, the next episode will not be on time. We're going to be live streaming on April 29th, International Tabletop Day. Uh, we're going to be doing Castle Panic, One Night Wizards probably play some crokinole uh we're gonna be live streaming i built this really cool camera rig and assuming everything goes well you will also be able to view the live stream after it's over on youtube because youtube will archive it for us um we will be recording the audio portion of the podcast there at the event as well so uh obviously we can't post it before it's recorded so it will be late uh the episode after that will be on time it'll be the normal schedule uh, the YouTube link, you can go to our website. You can see it there, eatchitanddice.com, E-A-T-C-H-I-T-A-N-D-D-I-Z-E.com, slash go to the top of the page and look at the YouTube logo. Well, and the other thing you'll be able to do on our live stream, and this is exciting, you'll probably be able to see some products that are made by Daft Concepts, mm-hmm. which is our very first official sponsor. Hooray. We're selling out. Totally. No, we're not. I mean, I we're we're fans of their stuff. They make board game accessories um, and other nerdy type items. I have a phone stand from Mm -hmm. them. It's like acrylic laser. No, the one I have is wood, but I want one of their acrylic ones. Oh, um, the one I have still laser blasted. Oh yeah, it's 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 got the Serenity on it. Mm -hmm. So um, they have some really cool stuff. And we'll provide a link to their Etsy store. And if you use this very special code, which you can only get by listening to our podcast, you get 10% off. It is eat, chit, and D-I-E, die, not dice. It's eat, chit, and die, 10, one, zero. What? Why is it just singular? I don't know. Oh. That is what he created. Okay. So it is eat, chit, and die, 10. All right. Well, there you go. There's a promo code. 
Uh, maybe we'll have him change it in the future, but... But for now... But for now... <laughs> it is eat, chit, and die one zero. You get 10% off of your total purchase at their Etsy store. And seriously, they have lots of... They have, they have special boards for Catan, code names, The code names one is Five really Tribes... Cool. Um, potion explosion. They have a really cool potion, ex- and they're working on an even cooler potion explosion, which is coming soon. It's they have got a wooden fancy lasers. Yeah, they have a wooden version of the camel up pyramid mm-hmm. that won't fall apart. And seriously, um, my friend Max, that is a very, very, very tall, um, large man, and he can stand on the thing and it will not break. So, can we post a video of that? I, I can ask him to make a video of it. Yes, please, because he's done it. Yes, um, it will not break. It is their stuff is really great, and I I recommend it because I own some of their stuff, and in the process of going to be owning more of it. So I'm not just saying get it because they offered to sponsor us because I was a fan and because I visited them to help them. So it's not like they just said, "Hey, you've never had our stuff, but we're going to sponsor you." Right, right. So right. yeah, e- um, eat shit and die ten. E-A-T-C-H-I-T-A-N-D-D-I-E-1-0 at their Etsy store. And that is... Is that um, a coupon code that you put in there? That is a coupon code. All right. So... Well, cool. Don't tell your friends, though. Tell your friends to listen to our podcast. Yes. And they, too, can get a super awesome discount on super awesome uh, board game accessories. And don't don't post it on your Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook tumblr is that a thing do people still use tumblr yes okay it is it is a sad place full of furries and social justice warriors this is a, this is a special special secret offer code just for our listeners <laughs> so with that until next time you can eat shit and dice and, and dice ha <laughs> ha eat shit and dice is a production of swin media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0 international. Uh, well, that wasn't as bad as it could have been, right? No, it, it got off to a rough start, but it got better once we got going. Yeah. And I really did a good job of tying the food in this time. Yeah. I really did. Yeah, I'm really proud of you. Well, bye, everybody. ha 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 ha!